Welcome again to the Sower's Almanac. We're so glad that you're listening. Um, this is episode eight. This is uh, the first of what we're going to be calling uh, journal entries, um, where we'll really just be talking about where we're at, um, what we're experiencing right now, the things that uh, God is teaching us right now. Um, and, and we're hoping that that's encouraging and helpful for you guys to hear. So that's what journal entries are. So this is our first one uh, for July of 2014. And uh, we'll keep doing these kind of periodically uh, as we go forward. Um, again, thank you guys so much for listening. We keep seeing our subscribers climb and we really appreciate you guys. So thank you again. Um, it seems like you guys are spreading the word as well. So we really appreciate that. Um, so continue to do that. We just wanted to say thank you. We really appreciate you guys listening. Once again, our, our website is ransomcitychurch.org. We'd encourage you to go there to find out more about us as a church. And also that's how you can get in contact with us here at the Sower's Almanac. If you have a question for us, if you click the contact tab, you can fill out a question uh, for us to answer. And we'd love to do that. We've actually had some of our first responses recently. And so that's awesome. We're, we're looking forward to answering those. By the way, if you've won, you're one that have asked the questions, we'll get to them, I promise. <laughs> it's just taking us a minute. Uh, but again, thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you enjoy. This is episode eight, our first journal entry. Have a good one. Welcome to the Sower's Almanac. I am Seth. I am Greg. <laughs> um, so this is our first of what we're going to call journal entries, and we'll do these periodically, and what it really is is just kind of letting you guys know, here's where things are at, here's what's going on in our world right now, um, and you know, hopefully we're able to share some things that are valuable for you guys that we're learning um, just in the here and now. So that's really what this is, is just chronicling where are we at right now and what's up, what's going on. So, um, yeah, what's going on? Uh, there's a few things going on. I, I'd say, you know, we, we've talked a lot about summer recently and how summer's a different animal in church planting. Um, we're at a stage right now, I mean, we've got 30 some odd people uh, to low 40s if we're generous. We're still not really sure where we're at. Um, on a Sunday, it doesn't look like that. No, it does not. Uh, before summer hit, we were around 30 on average on a Sunday. Um, and yeah, summer hit, since that's dipped quite a bit. Uh, and as summer hit, the struggle that we have right now is we're still small enough as a church that when summer hit, like on a normal time before summer, we have like just enough people to like pull everything off. Like <laughs> to like keep the ship afloat um like just enough where it's like everybody is doing something and like nobody's dying we're all doing it together and we can kind of keep things moving but then summer hit and people are out of town on vacation um people are out of town visiting family all kinds of different things um and so now we're like below the just enough people to keep everything going <laughs> now it's like people are doing double triple time to keep yeah. everything going it, it's just really difficult when that happens so i've been experiencing that a lot the last couple of weeks um yeah yeah definitely like this this last week um everyone kind of decided that that was the week that they were not going to show up so what was it back at like 14 we had yeah we had like 18 yeah 18 total which is really low. And I was one us. of them, but it was planned it for yeah, like months. No, I was going to be out visiting. And my we don't dad, have a but... problem with people going out of town. It was, it's just a matter of at a small stage as a church plant, it impacts you a lot. Um, so yeah. Yeah. It's just when it, when it's everyone at once, like, uh, we had Chris leading worship and then Mike not playing in the band, but running slides. Cause our slide guy was not there too. Um, and it's easy not to think about all the roles that few people fill anyway, but mm -hmm. when like two of those few people are not there, then it's really hard for the remaining like <laughs> yeah. one or two people yeah. <laughs> to do loyally do things yeah. every week. Yeah. And um, then it, 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 and it was just, you know, that sort of thing happens. It's a fluke kind of thing. Like everybody happened to go out of, out of town in the same week. Uh, and it was just like, wow, I did not know that that's what was going to happen. So we rolled with it and like everything was fine. Um, nothing went like too haywire or anything like that. 
So like the service went went well, um, but it was high stress, high intensity for the people that were there. So, and it's not even just Sundays. Like it, it's Sunday. It's you know when people are in and out of town for community groups, it makes that difficult. Um, so even like this week, we've got people out of town for that. So those responsibilities are shuffled around and who's leading and things like that. Uh, but then even when you have the normal normal community group leaders leading, you have the shuffling of who's actually there. And so you're trying to prep for like, who am I teaching mm-hmm. right now? Which is the same thing that happens on Sunday when you have yeah. this problem. It's like, who am I, pre- who am I even preparing to preach to? I, I'm yeah. not sure. <laughs> so you do the best you can, but... So that's that's been the biggest challenge. And it's really that there's you know a lot of responsibilities to keep the machine you know going and running. Um, that when you have a lot of people in and out of town, they get pushed to the few people that are still there. So we've been dealing with that during the summer. Yeah, I, I guess you could really start teaching like the same thing every time because it's different groups. <laughs> like they were doing with the kids ministry, it was like the they, same they lesson the same because there'd lesson. be like one kid and then like none for a few months, yeah, and then like, like well, one kid. And one like, oh, let's just start from the beginning. No reason. We were talking to not about do that, that with our uh, members meeting because mm-hmm. we were saying. Well, really, we were talking about, um, like, how hard it is for us when um, some of the core team doesn't show up. And, and Seth, you were just saying, unless it's, like, family or vacation or so, something, try to be here. But right, it's like, right. that I, that is the case for all of us. <laughs> that, that's the only time anybody so, leaves. Yeah, yeah. Nobody, so it's like, nobody's leaving for no so reason. So my thought yeah. was, I mean, it, this is really more on our people. Like, mm-hmm. they need to show up. They need right, to right. not forsake uh, meeting together, right. as is the habit of Which self. I think, like, um, the vast majority of that is the same thing, too. I don't think our people are oh, yeah, out of yeah, town it, for it no reason. Is. But it is a... But sometimes yeah. I, I don't think they realize, which is a very common thread, um, I don't think they realize that to them it's just not going to church one Sunday. To us, it's a lot of people not going to church on <laughs> yeah. that one Sunday yeah. and many Sundays. Um, so we Which kind just of, changes things. That, right, just makes it does. It, different. it does. Um, like Seth, when, when people arrange meetings with you for them, it might be, they're blowing off one person and yeah. not meeting that day. But to you, it's every person that it's day. Five people you off. That. <laughs> it's a very different thing yeah. just to be on that end of things. And it's, it's hard to, it's hard sometimes to still be gracious and mm-hmm. be like, look at every person as an individual Right. And be like, okay, something right. probably happened in that case and right. in that case and in that case, but I know it all fell on me and that it right. hurt, right. you know? Well, and that's what, that's the thing I think that we've been, we're, we're really trying to strike this balance. Um, and I've been trying to communicate this to our people, which is like, we're glad summer is a time where people get to go see family. We're glad summer is a time people get to get a break and go on vacation. Like, that's not a problem in and of itself. And I don't want people to like feel like they're not allowed to do that at our church it's like no go you know get get a break see family those things are good things um but it does like when everybody is doing that it does put like a lot of added pressure on the people that are there so it's a matter of like yeah no go do those things but don't forget about your church family and how everything's impacted which right. I, I don't think people have right you know, and been if doing you're that but if you're gonna enjoy those things don't also every other sunday of the year be like oh well i have schoolwork and i have this right and right, that. right right you know it's like be there when you can right it's, it's yeah. a family gathering Just yes if you can make it yes do it. so and this isn't a you know struggle that's unique to our church by any means it's a it's a very old problem we wouldn't have texts in scripture about neglecting to meet (laughs) together if it weren't you know i mean it's constantly a thing um yeah so we were talking about addressing some of this stuff at a uh members meeting although Mm -hmm. you know we're just starting kind of our membership process and obviously we're not constituted as a church yet but we're talking about having meeting just to kind of get everyone together Mm -hmm. um say like these are some things going on like um you guys need to be here just because it's good for us it's good for the body um you have gifts that you're contributing um we need you here Mm -hmm. and you you need to you know sit under this preaching and Mm -hmm. Uh, have that reminder every week um but also just like 
to fill our people in on right. kind of who we are as a oh, church totally. and, and what the the leadership structure is like in the church and about our sending church because it's so rare that we have everyone together on a Sunday. Yep. So looking I, forward to that. I, I was saying like, what if we have that and no one shows up? <laughs> and then you were saying we just keep having it. <laughs> That's what happens. I then. said, well, then it's just gonna yeah. every week after that we're gonna so go. Then, hey, then you're on open service. Like we part of the service in. that we just have to say a little something. Yeah, right. So we're working on that. Um, but again, that's that's not a, a problem for just us. That's that's always been a thing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, summer is summer. Trying to bear bear with that and have realistic expectations in the summer. But one of the things that we're excited about, and we talked about this a little bit before, but the fact that we are actually growing this summer, um, which is really miraculous <laughs> because. <laughs> Uh, what one of the and this is people don't think about this and this is something as I think about before we were planting Ransom City it just wasn't a thought of mine which is one of the other ma- reasons that it matters like to be there as often as you possibly can for worship um, is that like when you have visitors coming and there's like far less people there it's just weirder like it doesn't mean they won't come back but it is a li- it's statistically little weirder. <laughs> statistically they will not come back more times than also, not statistically. statistically it doesn't really matter how many people are there when there's so few people yeah. <laughs> quite a few seen. people are going to think it's weird anyway but, even <laughs> with all your people there which if is you're, fine if like, you're like it doesn't matter if you're anywhere under 30 like they're not coming yeah, back yeah it's <laughs> just in our experience but we, honestly we have it, we've had what back. I was going to say is the the exciting part and this is you know people don't realize that and so you know i didn't think about that at all before we planted that like hey it impacts visitors when when i'm not there when i should be you know and there's times that it's like life happens things come up with the family health issues you get your one shot out of vacation go do that stuff that's fine um but you know there were times that it's like i probably could have been there and i just wasn't you know when i was a member at Redeemer back in the day and not thinking through like that impacts people. Like it does mm-hmm. when I make that decision, like that impacts, you know, if a bunch of us do that, if I do that and 10 other people do that and then visitors come, right. well, it's weird now. Right. Like now it's weird. And so we, we've run into that before, but like the good news, what I was going to say, what we're celebrating is like, we're growing in the summer anyway. Like we've had people plugging in, yeah. you know, coming and visiting and then staying um, that are not deterred by the fact that we're even tinier than normal. Like we're like a lot smaller than normal during the summer, and they're like, "Oh, it doesn't matter." Like, which is great. Like they've been sticking around for the right reasons. They're sticking around because we're faithful to the gospel. We're faithful to the Bible. Um, we're the things they've been looking for. They've been looking for healthy community, and they found it in us. And they're not worried about the size or you know the fact that it's not glamorous or any of that. Like. Which is great. So yeah. I've been really excited that we're we're growing. But like, for us to give people a realistic kind of picture, our growth has been one person at a time, one family at a time since we've been here. It's not been, we've not had like oh explosive like that's never happened. It's been like one yeah. at a time. It's like time, one step time. back, one and a half steps yes. forward. <laughs> it's like, mm, okay, yeah. let's. <laughs> this going yeah which i think is just the nature of church planting um and i've heard that from like i've shared that with other planters that resonate with that and go oh that's been our experience too it's really been one family one person at a time um so it's not at all been it's not it's got, i guess it's not been something that like would make a headline in like a church planting update like oh all these people it's like no one, one at a time person and, came this week yeah and, and you might get them come back plugged in and you yeah. know so that's been kind of what it looks like, um, and it's been like that during the summer, which, praise God, we were praying that, like, the summer would be kind of a miraculous time of growth, and God's really been answering that prayer, so that's been really cool. So where we're at is, I think, come fall, we'll have quite a few people meeting each other for the first time and going, who are you? <laughs> yeah. When did you start coming? Oh, I've been here a month. Yeah. Oh, okay. You know, because we have students that are back home and stuff like that. So yeah, when everybody gets back in the same room... a month ago. Yes. <laughs> so when everybody gets back in the same room, I think we'll be in a good spot, which... That's one of the other things we're doing right now, um, as far as putting uh, time and attention and labor into, which is preparing for when the students come back in the fall. Um, mm-hmm. you know, historically, and obviously there's not a whole lot of history because we haven't been here that long, but <laughs> from what we've experienced, uh, spring and fall are our two seasons of like growth and momentum, and like more yeah. seems to happen quicker during those times. And so, yeah, that's probably true. Spring was good. Yeah, for us. yeah, it was. Um, 
And so right now during the summer, as it's like slower and we have, it's a little more chill of an environment, we get an opportunity to like prep for fall when students get back. So we're trying to pour time uh, and effort into that yeah. uh, to the student return. Um, Which is really hard. Yes. Um, last year, we we didn't have really a good way to do that, I felt like, mm-hmm. just with... Uh, bureaucratic nonsense yes um the so, campus makes it very difficult to have a presence there yes um so we're kind of dealing with that this year hopefully we can i mean we're doing the best we can hopefully we can engage that a little i bit think better. we finally turned the tide on that a little bit but yeah to give people a picture northwestern's a private university so you can't just like waltz on campus and start talking to people like you well you could but you'd get, you'd get ushered out pretty quick yeah. <laughs> if you're like yeah you should go well home. no it's not even just that it's like you can't like very methodically organize a way to <laughs> to outreach to the students not really. on like a corner of campus no like, like you, you, you have to go you've got to be connected in some way to a student organization or student ministry um and then you know and you have to go then, through the proper channels like giving then. You some problems oh yeah campus ministries at, at northwestern i think have historically run into like things they weren't able to do that they thought they were gonna and so <clears throat> we've had our fair share of stuff like that during during planning um, but i was gonna say you know that that sparks a, a thought which is you know we've been cultivating more partnerships with campus ministries that honestly have been really fruitful um so we we have you know really good relationship with university mm-hmm. um at northwestern which has been awesome uh so praise god for that we've had kind of a foot in there yeah. um so Fru, i've been able to Fru just got back they to just us, got back so to us cool. so campus crusade which is awesome because we all or quite a few of us have like crew ties um from from college so we're excited about that uh, but yeah university i've been able to speak at several of their gatherings on campus and um, so that was cool, and we've been able to connect with students and meet with students that way. Um, we have, uh, I think, probably the majority of our students that are, like, Northwestern students that are part of Ransom City are somehow connected with our varsity, which is pretty cool. I think oh, speaks, yeah. yeah. It's, so it's with some chapter, whether it's because they have these different, like, chapters, and that even includes, like, Jonathan's connected with their graduate Yeah, chapter. oh, graduate, yeah, Christian yeah. Fellowship or whatever. Yeah, so... That's been a really fruitful partnership with us, so I've been, you know, meeting with them and trying to figure out, you know, how I can help with them kicking off things come fall, um, and it's really a mutually beneficial partnership, so we're pouring more time into that, um, working with uh, the Baptist Collegiate Ministry on campus as well, you know, talking to crew, um, we're, we're trying to leverage all these different things we're and trying. plan for yeah. stuff, so... That's been a chunk of what's going on this summer's plan for those things because that takes some man hours. So it takes yeah. a lot of planning and time and energy and all that stuff. Um, but I was going to suggest, you know, for future planters, talk to Campus Ministries. If you're in a college town at all, um, you're going to need to connect with them. Like, and I really do, you know, suggest and advise connecting with them and cultivating some sort of relationship because it's it, if you can get a partnership going that's mutually beneficial, it's pretty awesome. So it's beneficial. Yes, it definitely is. So we're doing that. Um, We've had, you know, during the summer is our time that we'll throw barbecues and different things like that to connect with locals. So we just had one of those the other day. Um, And it was mostly, it was was mostly our people, which like, that's fine too. We, it's just an opportunity to be in the community. Yes, we did. So we, we met some, a few locals that we hadn't met before or you reconnected with some that are still kind of getting to know us. So it's definitely fruitful. So we, we had fun doing that. Um, but that takes time to plan and yeah. nail down and all that stuff too. But thankfully, I had very little to do with any of that. <laughs> I, I and you did too. Totally yeah, we showed up. Yeah, we, we didn't have to do much, um, which is awesome. We, we delegated that to um, one of our deacon candidates, Mike, who's a really hard worker. And uh, he ran with it and did a great job. So yeah we're starting to see more more of that happening as far as yeah. being able to delegate things and more like ownership of things yeah so because that, even cool. even um one of our other ladies um who's been coming who's she just kind of came and, and found us one day she like planned a lot of food yes and no one told her to and she like made a sign up sheet we're like, like yes yeah that was, <laughs> so, that was really cool that to was see. pretty just awesome yeah so that was really cool and so that's happening and then planning for we're doing some more marketing in the fall last time we were 
we did our podcast, Chris and I were talking about uh, how marketing does matter in church planting. It's, it, it really does. And so we're working on doing another round of mailers come fall. So we've been going back and forth, you know, planning for what that's going to look like, um, working on that stuff. What are we planning to do for that? So we've got, we're doing that Sunday school sermon series. We're, so we're okay. doing one that uh, advertises that and Philosophy Pub. Mm-hmm. And cool. with the Sunday school series, it'll like map out like here's what we're preaching on every week. Mm-hmm. So, so that'll be cool. good. So Ryan's working on the graphic for that. Ryan's our guy. He does like pretty much all of our graphics and makes them look cool. Yeah, including the graphic for this uh, podcast. Yep, that is which I love. That's did a great my job with Ryan. that. He's Very amazing. talented. Um, which if you need a graphic designer, we got a guy. So yeah, no joke. You can get in Let touch with us. We'll we'll get you in touch with him because he's very very good. Um, so those are the things that have been kind of going on during the summer. And and one of the things you know we we're trying to take time to. During the summer, you have an opportunity to like tighten things up and work on things um, and tweak things and go, what do we need to change and get better at and all those different things. So we're, we're kind of doing that. And, and one of the things uh, during our staff meeting, and this is going to sound really funny because it's like we really should have been doing this before, um, but we just have not had opportunity. I think it speaks to we've really all been spread very thin. But during our staff meetings, which is you know, myself and Chris and Greg, um, We'll get together and try to figure out what we need to work on and delegate and different things like that. And we just now have started, like, you know, we're going to start doing devotional times during the staff meetings to, like, study the word together and encourage one yeah. another, which we had done before, but just kind of yeah, we have lost done it before, touch with it. But, um, it's been, <clears throat> we, it's just taken us a very long time to figure out, like, timing wise, how to structure, like, how we meet so it doesn't yes. become too much for any of us. Yes. Um, but yeah. So yeah, we, our meeting was, was good. We it got was. a structure for it. We just started doing that uh, the other day um, uh, again, So and that was really, really good. So we talked about, this was what we talked about as, as staff, is kind of what our struggle has been recently. Um, and it's it's really been, to, to put it succinctly, a struggle to abide in Christ, um, which I wanted to read. Uh, so we looked at John 15. So I'll read that. Um, John 15, 1 through 17. Because um, I, I was leading this time. We're going to switch off. Like, who's leading it this time during our staff meetings? Um, and so I had been kind of looking through Scripture that day. and was like, what, what should we talk about? And this stuck out to me immediately. This is Jesus' words in John 15. It says, I am the true vine, and my, my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away, and every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. Already you are clean because of the word that I have spoken to you. Abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself, unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you, unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me, and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit, for apart from me you can do nothing." If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like a branch and withers, and the branches are gathered, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. By this my Father is glorified, that you that you bear much fruit, and so prove to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. So have I loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love. Just I have kept, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in His love. These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may be in you, and that your joy may be full. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, that someone lay down his life for his friends. And that was kind of the main things that we were talking about. Um, but this stuck out to me, just because this has been, I think, kind of all three of our struggles as we've been trying to keep everything on course and lead everything well with you know, a small group of people to where if anybody's missing, it's really difficult. Um, and that's, you know, I don't know. It's, it's not that we've, you know, walked away from the faith as leaders or anything like that, obviously. Um, which, you know, we believe in the perseverance of the saints, so that's not going to happen. Um, but I don't know that abide, like abiding is a descriptor for like what I've been doing. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, more survival. It's more like trying to not die. That's what I think. Yeah, my first thought when we read this text was like, well, I'm kind of abiding. I'm not like, <laughs> not abiding. 
um, which right, which really says something. That's true, that's but it's like, like way the bare minimum. Well, for you and it. for me, I I agree, man. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, it has been a struggle too. Just as we all get um, busy and and kind of worn out um, from, I guess, the difficulties of church planting and, and ministering to people is um, just keeping focus on our faith in God, keeping focus on God um, and loving people mm. with that same love that Christ has shown us um, gets a little out of whack. <laughs> yeah. You're not constantly in Holy the Word and in prayer. Um, we're just not effective leaders. You start to just resonate with God's wrath and you're like, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> start to get too jazzed yeah. about it. Yeah. Like, I'm mad too. Let's talk about it. Yeah. Like, yeah, oh, totally. Like, it just starts... Yeah, if we're not abiding and really seeking to really seeking refuge in God and cultivating our relationship with Him, we're just not effective leaders. We're not fun to be around. It like everything kind of like spirals at that point. And so the thing that stuck out to me was when it talks about you know uh, whoever abides in me and I in him, he does that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Like just such a good reminder for us to hear of like yeah, you got to abide, dummy. Like you can't yeah. you can't just you know, get in survival mode and like, I just got to get everything done. And that's really what happens. And it becomes more about duty than it is about joy in relationship with God. Right. It's more about like, well, this is my job and this is what I've got to do. We got to get this stuff done. And you just go from one thing to the next thing, to the next thing, to the next thing. And like, I, you know, prior to planting, um, did not realize how easy it was going to be as a pastor and church planter to be in scripture for my job. Um, but completely fail to be in it in a way that like I'm cultivating my relationship with the Lord personally. Mm-hmm. That like when I'm in scripture, it's because I'm prepping to preach or I'm prepping to lead a community group or, you know, sort of, like counseling somebody through something. It's like, that's when I'm in scripture and like, I'm far too often struggling to get in the word and in prayer just for me, just cause mm-hmm. like I need God to minister to me. I need you know, the great, I need our good shepherd to shepherd me. Like, I'm not above that. I'm not Superman. Like, I'm human. And, like, every, everything starts to kind of break down when that happens. And so, like, that's, that's definitely been a struggle for me. I think it's been a struggle for all three of us. Is more like, this is all the stuff we have to get done. We only have so many hours. We can't afford mm-hmm. to take time for ourselves and be in prayer and be in the Word. When the reality, that's how we feel, when the reality is the complete opposite of that. Which is like, if you only have so many hours, like, you can't afford not to be in prayer and be in the Word. Because if we're not doing that, it's going to affect all the other hours in our week that we're trying to get things done. Yeah, and I mean, it's going to affect those around us, too. Yeah. Like, our wives and yes. the people that we're ministering to. Mm-hmm. Like, it's going to be kind of a lack of... Yeah. authenticity there yeah um yeah yeah same is true of me of like uh like worship and song um i don't get enough chances i think to just do it just, yeah just to worship god um rather than practicing for something so mm-hmm. yeah so my advice was to be you know I, I want you guys to hear that from somebody who's planting right now like we're we're in the thick of this right now and it's such an easy you know, temptation to fall into, to just like get so wrapped up in work, you're not abiding yourself. Like abiding is not really a descriptor for what you're doing. It's not really a relationship with God the way that it should be um, in Christ. And so like make that top priority. Like that's, that's the thing of it. Like our relationship with God, you know, should always be number one priority. Like everybody talks about that when it, when we talk about ministry, it's always like, make sure God's number one. And your wife is number two and your kids are number three and then ministry. Like that's, people always talk about that, which is Mm -hmm. true. Um, but easier said than done, um, when you're in the early stages of planting. Cause like you can pull me aside in a given day. And if you ask like, who do you love the most? It'd be like, well, I'd tell you God. But if somebody was like, well, let's look at your schedule and see if it reflects that. Yeah. (laughs) Often we try to kind of, uh, justify to ourselves. Like it's all about like the work that God has given me or the mission in ministry. And we kind of try to say like, well, that's, I mean, like loving my wife and my kids and God at the same time, it's all like the same thing. So yeah. I'm just going to keep laboring nonstop yes. um, for the, the ministry position mm-hmm. that I'm in. 
Um, but that's that's not the case. I mean, no, we can think that all we want, but like, no, right? we we have to individually. You know take what I mean? Where it just becomes the same oh, it thing becomes to you, one and you're thing. like, oh, by doing this, I'm yes. totally loving like especially God and and my family. Yes, especially if you're doing it like on staff because um, it's part of you providing for your family, and so yeah. you start thinking like, why well, I need to do this to an absurd degree because this is how I'm providing. But it's like we can feel and this is where it gets difficult because i I, we really do need to rely on the conviction of holy spirit because we can feel when we're overstepping that i think if we're paying attention how are you going to provide emotional support yes that's yes so that's definitely going to struggle for all three of us and um, unfortunately you know our wives get the brunt end of when we're very very stressed and impatient and struggling and so you know, trying to write that ship on all those things and constantly be paying attention to that. But the good news is God is very gracious. So, you know, when, when I was prepping to, you know, bring something devotionally to the staff meeting, God showed me that and I went, Oh, okay, let's, <laughs> let's fix that. And, and God, you know, loves us, is gracious with us, is merciful toward us. And so we can just repent of that and deal with it. So that's what we're working on doing right now. Um, but yeah, I, I hope that's helpful for other planters or pastors to hear because, I mean, we've struggled to just be in relationship with God personally and, and cultivate that. And I'm sure other people struggle with that too. But like remembering, you know, I love that talking about fruitfulness being directly connected with that because what it is, you know, if we're really abiding in, in Christ, like we're going to have a more fruitful ministry and when we're not, it's going to impact things even when we think it won't. And so making that top priority. So that's been our struggle. Um, the one, there's a few other things as far as things that we're kind of learning and, and seeing. And one of them is, uh, I don't think I had a gauge before planting for just how often people are going to leave for various reasons. Like, it's constant. Like, it's like all the time. Mm-hmm. There's always somebody on their way out the door. Um, and the thing is, like, in my head, when I thought about people leaving, I think before planting, I always thought, like, worst case scenario, I thought, like, somebody gets mad or somebody's unrepentant and then they leave. But, like, 99% of the time, nothing. that's not what it is. Like, most of the time for us, so people are always leaving in some capacity. Like, there's always somebody on their way out. Um, and, like, the overwhelming majority of the time, it's just life. Like, nothing happened. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just like we, we had three people recently leave who we love dearly. We've talked about this before, but it was cause of jobs. It was cause, you know, somebody got a job, you know, out of state and so they left for that. There was another, you know, somebody in the military that they called, got called and taken, relocated somewhere else. So like that, that's not anything inherently negative, like at all. That's just life happens. Um, that's gonna happen. But like, I, I don't think I had a gauge for how often that was gonna happen it's either that or they just kind of like fizzle out yes like they never really made the decision to leave they just kind of it turns out they left (laughs) and they just that happens a lot and and it's It's like an office space i think it's a matter it's a matter of i think in those cases there's some times where it's like they were never really in and you just didn't know that like they were still kind of feeling it out never really totally committed and weren't really heading towards membership once a month and now it looks like he comes zero times a month (laughs) so something happened (laughs) and then you try to get in touch with those people and they're kind of gone you know like that that happens so we've had that happen a bunch of times but like honestly a lot of it has just been life it's just been people getting relocated for jobs we have some other people potentially moving now that like we don't know where they're going to land they may land somewhere close to evanston and be able to still come they may not like we don't know and so we have that happen like all the time so just Mm -hmm. be braced for that um i hope you know i'm sure there's other people that have gone through the same thing that are probably like oh it's not just us um but also you know future planners know there's always going to be people on their way out the door and don't freak out about it because it's you know in our experience most of the time it's nothing to do with you Mm-hmm. Um, though I will say, you know, pay attention to why people are leaving. Cause there might be things you need to work on. You know, yeah. For us, it's, we had a revolving door of people coming that had kids and we had no children's ministry at all. And we could have just been like, well, whatever. <laughs> like, but we were like, no, we need to figure that out. Like, cause they don't feel comfortable right now. So let's fix that. And so take the opportunity to, to make it a learning experience and kind of ask why are people leaving and how can we help? And, but if it's just life, it's just life. Mm-hmm. And we've, had that happen or if they're just flaky they're just flaky like right sometimes there's really 
not much you can do. Oh, like, totally. I mean, obviously, if you try and you say, hey, mm-hmm. like, you should really come for these reasons. Like, it right. would be really good for both of us. Mm-hmm. Um, but when people don't get that, they don't get that. Mm-hmm. And that's just the nature of it. And so, I mean, it goes along with what we talked about um, a few times ago of not chasing people. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no need to do that. You know, it, it is what it is. Um, and so, going along kind of with what Greg just said, I think one of the other things we're learning. Um, it's just the rarity of maturity, like Christian maturity. Like it's a lot more rare than I, I think I realized before. And here's what I mean by that when I'm talking about maturity, particularly in these ways of, you know, being able to count on people to do tasks, to serve in different ways and serve to completion. And like, Hey, if I, you know, we need help with this and we ask you to serve, you're going to do it. You're going to get it totally done. Um, or if something comes up, you're going to let us know like, mm-hmm. Hey, I can't do that. Um, those are some of the things that I'm talking about. So just reliability, um, you know, fighting for availability and seeing, you know, community as, you know, a valuable thing to fight for. Um, and you know, to sacrifice yeah. for, yeah. Yes. Selflessness, like just all these different aspects that like, I think are a lot are more rare. Really rare. Yeah. yeah. The bar is a lot lower than I thought it was. <laughs> like, like, do you ever do what you say that you're going to do? <laughs> right, right, right. Has so, it happened? And we definitely have people that, that are mature. I don't want to give the sense that we don't. Um, but I think it's a lot more rare than we thought it was. I think we, we thought, at least I thought before going into it, that we'd have a lot more like, these are a long list of people we can count on. And there's, it's not as much of that. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, there's and, a lot more people we're ministering to, and, which and like, that's our job. Too, so. Like, I, I don't want to make this sound like we're like the most mature people no. that could ever not at all be in ministry. No, um, we, we got to work on stuff too. So right, right. we're we, saying this yeah. as people who are also, you know, have rough edges and spiritual immaturity we need to work on. And, For sure. And we love those people and want to shepherd them out of it. Um, mm, but mm-hmm. it is, it's a, a frustration. Yeah. And I, I think a lot more of my job than I realized, um, is helping people grow up. Um, and that's of all ages. I'm not even just talking about young people. We, we do have, you know, quite a few young people at our church. We're a fairly young church, but even then mm-hmm. we've got a broad range of yeah. age, which praise God, that's what we wanted. Um, but like, it's not even just younger people. It's just everybody like, which makes sense. Like that's our job as shepherds is to like shepherd people to Christian spiritual maturity. Um, mm-hmm. but like a lot more of it, here's, I guess what I mean in, in, what I'm saying of a lot more of my job is helping people grow up. What I mean is, um, in practical ways of like taking responsibility, being organized, being disciplined, like a lot more Mm -hmm. of my conversations are that than I think I thought they were going to be. I thought there was going to be a lot more like, you know, people going through trials and suffering and things like that. And you're shepherding through that, which that definitely happens. It's not like that's not there, but I think a, a lot more, is like, hey, here's what it means to be an adult. You know, mm-hmm. here, here's some things, which part of it is directly a result of we live in a culture that like doesn't transition people to adulthood at all. Like, there's nothing. There's no like in our culture. It's like you turn 18 and now you're legally an adult. Yeah. But like, there's no like this but is what that a very should look like. Indefinite emerging adult. Oh gosh, thing. yeah, and like it just gets delayed more and more. Where it's like when are people expected like, to be when responsible you're this age, anymore you can move out of your parents house but you don't have to and you know you who's just, to say right. really so we're should. as we're saying all this we're, we're understanding we want to be gracious and patient to like most people just don't know this stuff they're not trying to you know and i think that's the thing as leaders that you got to watch your attitude on is like it's very easy to just sort of get bitter and mad and be like, they're doing this on purpose. They're mm-hmm. not doing it on purpose. Why? Why? Like, why would they do that on purpose? It takes more energy for them to, like, have a weird vendetta than, yeah. like, no, they're just people. Like, and they're broken like I am. I'm, mm-hmm. you know, ask my wife. I'm sure I'm miserable to be around 90%. <laughs> like, you know, we all have stuff. So, you know, it, it's just that. Um, so we, we work through that. But know that going in. You know, I think that's been our experiences. Maturity, which part of it is what you have in your head may be too high of a bar. You know, honestly, like, I think we get crazy about it. Like, I want this kind of person. Yeah. And it's like, who, who, who are you thinking of other than Jesus? 
Um, which it's like, of course we want people to be like Jesus, but people aren't like Jesus. That's why Jesus had to come right. and die. That's why we All do right. what we do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> that's the highest bar. I mean, Jesus <laughs> exactly. set, set the highest standard, and that's why yeah. we need him to um, make up for the fact yep. that we can't live up to that. So at the same time, yeah, we can't lower the bar too much because that's no, what society we has done for these exactly. people. And that's why they're able to continue yeah. living in... in really childhood yes and so one of the conversations i've had it with a few of my guys um especially their younger guys that i'm uh discipling but um i'll tell them like especially college students that aren't here permanently like god's probably going to take them elsewhere um it's more a rarity that they're going to stick around in the area but i'll tell them like in our time that we have however many years that you're here i want to set you up to win as best i can when you leave like Mm -hmm. to have you prepared like you know, grow you in character, in, you know, taking responsibility, in being organized, in, you know, all these different things that, like, matter in life, like, big time, as far as um, in your work with whoever you're going to be working for, you know, these things are going to matter a lot, um, you know, so that you're going to be an effective worker and glorifying God in the workplace, things like that. So we talk about that a lot. I have that conversation, yeah. I feel like, a lot in our ministry, which is a good thing. Like, right, people need right. that. Yeah, one of the ones that comes to mind for me is um, the young man. He said, could you, like, call me on Sunday mornings, like, to make sure I'm up? Like, well, so, I've had like, that happen I a come. few times. Yeah. Yeah, and didn't she say to him, like, well... I mean, you can't do that for, like, an employer. Like, you would never ask your boss, like, can you, like, call me an hour before my <laughs> yeah, shift to, yeah. like, make sure I'm up and yeah. I can come into work? And wasn't he like, oh, you're right. Yeah, yeah. well, and we've had, I've had similar conversations with quite a few people. Of, yeah. Like, I just remind them, like, you know, if you did this in a work environment, you'd be it, warned. It and then not, if you did it again, yeah. you'd be fired. Yeah, like, be it. don't, and, and I'm saying but this because I love good, you. I'm not oh, mad yeah, at you. It's just, yeah. you know, you got to know. You know, obviously, this is a good place to learn it in the church. Yeah. We're not going to fire you. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. All that said in, in yeah. love, like, and, but that's a really good way to lead them to yeah. that answer of, I, I guess you're right. I really yes. need to, you know, which step that came up in from. That came from. I'll give Joe a lot of credit. Joe was very gracious and very patient with me, even a matter of you know a few years ago when he was discipling me and leading me, you know, growing me up as a leader to get ready to plant. Like he was very patient. Um, but he, he was stern when he needed to be and would call me on like, that's immature. You shouldn't be le- late to every meeting. What are you doing? Like, leave earlier. Come on. Like, and he'd say it with, totally in love and, and graciously, but he called me on it. And I still remember a number of those conversations that uh, were like spiritually, like <laughs> really what I needed to hear really convicting. It was mm-hmm. like, oh, okay, this is a moment where I need to change. Um, yeah. So that's kind of where it came from for me. So I try to do that with those guys. Um but yeah, that, that's been our experience. It's more rare than we thought it was, which makes sense. Like people are sinners and need Jesus. Um, but uh, you know, the other aspect we talked a second ago about, you know, summer's a good time to tighten things up. So we've been working on those things too. You know, as far as, uh, you know, we, we need more people helping out in the children's ministry. So we're trying to recruit more people for that. Um, just improving different areas of our ministry and our church including little things like we have time right now to tweak our website. Well, we're going to do that because mm-hmm. we don't have time to do that when it gets busy at all. Like we yeah. don't have time to be fiddled yeah, with that. Yeah, we don't. I mean, we're three people essentially. <laughs> I mean, we, doing we've a got, lot, yeah. you know, like Mike doing yep. Deacon type things, but, um, yeah. So we just have to wear kind of one hat at a time yeah. for a little while when we can. Um, so, yeah, that's our experience. This summer is our time to tighten stuff up. So uh, that, that, I'm guessing that's probably true for a lot of other people. Um, I wanted to end on this because I think it's good to think about every now and again. But that's obviously know this on the front end. We're not going to say what we're about to say as if we have everything figured out. Because if you haven't figured this out by now, we don't. <laughs> like, we don't have all the answers. You know, we're only a year and some change into planting. So, yeah. like, we don't know everything by any stretch of the imagination. But just because we're in the thick of it now... I think it would be valuable for us to like think through what advice would we give to planters who are like getting ready to plant right now, a year and some change in like what would current, you know, this day in what is it, July? I don't even know anymore. July. 
like what would what would we say? <laughs> oh, like, <laughs> yeah, you okay? Yeah, I know. What would we say to planters going into planting right now? Like, what would our if we like took a knee and gave them like a coach's halftime speech? What would we? What advice would we give? And again, obviously, this is coming from people who don't have everything figured out. But yeah, which is kind of the point of this podcast. Yeah, exactly. Like, That's the, I think the value while in it. we're doing it and while it's fresh. Yeah, process it together. What would your advice be? Um, you, I don't know. Just. I, I would say be really patient, um, be really devoted to God, like sacrifice your time and, and your energy, you know, and what you think about all the time, like try mm-hmm. to focus on God as much as you can. Mm-hmm. Um, that's like something that I'm saying to me right now yeah. is like, don't get caught up in like all these little details of everything and how you're going to make um, your ministry at the church work out and how you're going to provide for your family and everything. Like, seek first the kingdom of God and, mm-hmm. and the rest will be added to you. Um, mm-hmm. And that's been a big, like, verse for me just as I've prepared for different things like marriage and, and some other things. But um, I, I'm really thinking of that a lot right now is, like, don't get wrapped up and worried about everything else that could happen and might happen if you don't sacrifice all of your time to it right like it's not gonna satisfy like only god can no and with with planting i think to piggyback off of that the thing you gotta keep in mind is that it's a marathon and it's not a sprint right like Like, i'm like i i really buy into this lie of like getting caught up yeah like i'm just gonna like work really hard and then like have everything set up for myself and um like, yeah, I know other things will come up, but I'll have, like, a great structure and it'll all work out fine. Yeah. But things are just going to keep happening. Like, they just are. I'm not going to get to a point where I'm like, oh, we're good. I've got everything all set and all thought out. Yeah. Um, and the other thing is just going along with what we were talking about before is priorities. Mm-hmm. And really, like, um, aside from personal, devotional, just, like, having fun with your wife yes. if you're married, that's yes. that's a really huge one, is not to make, like, this overwhelming pressure yeah. on your marriage and on the way you see each other, just to have fun and enjoy right. each other. The last thing in the world you want to do, and mm-hmm. I'm guilty of it, um, so just as I say this, I've done this, um, but the last thing in the world you want to do is is have your wife resent the church plant because you're not... You're not loving her well enough. Because the other woman. Yep. Yeah. And I've done that before. Yeah, you've like, about that before. I constantly have to keep an eye on that. Um, so definitely keep an eye on that. Um, make sure that you're loving your wife before you're loving your, your church. Like, she should be in front of that in your list of priorities. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, that's really good, man. That's really good advice. I, I think... Man, there's so much. But I, I think one of the biggest things I would say is let your delusions of grandeur die. Like, the idea of, like, you know, we're going to do this, and it's going to blow up, and, you know, we're going to be at this number in a year, and we're going to... No, you're not. You're not. That's probably not going to happen. <laughs> so just, or if it happened, could you deal with it? Yeah, right. Like, do you... Is that really what you want to happen? You know, and, and just trusting... Here's what I mean. Like, it's not going to be... One of the biggest things I can tell you is church planting is not glamorous at all. Like, it's not. It's not going to look amazing. It's not going to be this, you know, incredible ride of euphoria by any stretch of the imagination. You know, leadership is you laying down your life for the sake of others over and over and over again. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's honestly usually mundane, or usually, like, when other people would see it, they'd go, what? What?" Like, it's just not glamorous. It's pretty, you know, chill. (laughs) um, And not in, like, a relaxing way, but just, like, it's not exciting. You know, it's not, you know, you're you're doing a lot of grinding it out and, Mm -hmm. you know, walking with people through difficult situations. And so, like, just let the idea that everything's gonna you know your church plant's gonna blow up and the idea of you being a celebrity pastor and you like let it all die it's ridiculous it's not it's probably not gonna happen and you know we really need to trust god with how our ministries shake out and the timing Mm -hmm. of everything and you know how how quick the growth is or isn't like god knows what he's doing better than you do i would say also like and we've talked about this before just god um kind of pruning 
the um, kind of core early on and mm-hmm. like who's going to be involved in your church when is huge. Um, but also making an effort to really develop the character of those people involved in your church early on because mm-hmm. um, if your church did blow up but you're not paying attention to the quality of, of people that are in the church, like right. it could blow up with a bunch of really immature, like, divisive people that you're like, going to try to build around that that's right not right work so you well. want to really like develop the people that are yes. there into the kind of people that you want in your church mm-hmm. like um and then when you do start to add more people then you already have more people yes. kind of raised up to to help you right. you know share the load because if it blew up right now like it's still we don't have enough people and, in place and you and chris yeah like we would need we a lot of help so real quick. We're, we're trying to pour into the people that we do have in our mm-hmm. church um, right now and love them well. Yeah. Um, so that when that happens, we're all prepared for it. Right, right. No. And we're praying for that, obviously. It's a yeah, and, and obviously too. we want God to, to make the miracle yeah. happen of a lot of growth. That'd be great. But, like, just, I think we all come into planting with some sort of delusions of grandeur of, like, this going to look like this, and it's probably not and let it go like mm-hmm. <laughs> you probably here's the thing of it you probably don't want what you think you want really like and, and god's like no i i got a better idea of how mm-hmm. this is going to shake out because i know how you're wired like god god knows our struggles and what we need to go through that he would sanctify us and so trust him with that trust him with the timing um like one of the biggest things is be content with where you're at when you're there um you know we're so small church year and a half or whatever into being here um and like that's fine like god's been doing great things and i can look at that and some days get discouraged and be like why aren't we you know working really hard and why isn't this you know why aren't we twice the size we are and blah 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 terrible attitude to have you know it does mm-hmm. it's not helpful it's not fruitful you're not there for a reason god knows what he's doing and so just be faithful this, this is actually i've heard uh this is like stand-up comedian advice I've heard before, but keep your head down and work hard. Just don't worry about it. Don't get all hung up on, you know, what does everything look like and how big are we and blah, blah, blah. Just mm-hmm. be faithful. Just keep doing what God's called you to do. Trust God with the results. Um, don't have way too high of expectations. So that, that'd be my advice. Um, yeah. And so this is our first journal entry. We'll do this uh, periodically. We'll do this again. But uh, I hope this was helpful. Um, Again, uh, our website is ransomcitychurch.org. You can go there to find out more about us as a church. And we're starting to get some responses as far as people asking questions uh, for the Soros Almanac. We'd love to have more of that. So if you go to ransomcitychurch.org and click the contact tab, you can fill out a question for us. We'd love to hear from you. So please do that. Don't be strangers. Um, spread the word. We'd love to have people, uh, more people tuning in and, and hopefully more people gleaning some you know, helpful stuff from this podcast. We want to be a help and encouragement. So, And again, thank you guys for listening. We've again seen our subscribers number blow up recently, which we really appreciate. We're glad that you guys are listening. So again, ransomcitychurch.org. Um, we'll talk to you guys again soon. Bye.